0: Welcome to The Higher Edge, a podcast for the brightest minds in higher education to hear from the change makers and rule breakers that are driving meaningful, impactful change for colleges and universities across the country. From improving operations to supporting student success, these are the stories that give you The Higher Edge. And now, your host, Brendan Aldridge.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Higher Edge. I'm Brendan Aldrich, and I'm here today with Galen DeHay, president of Tri-County Technical College in Pendleton, South Carolina, located in the northwest corner of that state and nestled in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Now, Tri-County Technical College, or TCTC, was originally founded in 1962 as part of a new system of technical colleges that were designed to serve as a tool for economic development. Fast fact, TCTC made South Carolina history by becoming the first multi-county technical institute in the state. Now a two-year community and technical college, TCTC is one of the largest colleges of the 16 institutions within the South Carolina technical college system. Galen has spent his career working with and advancing operational and student success at Tri-County Technical College, helping to shape this institution in some really fantastic ways with incredible results, including having the highest student success rate amongst the state 16 Technical colleges, uh, and even being ranked in the top 1% nationally for successful student transfer to four-year colleges and universities. I'm so happy to have him on the show. Uh, Galen, Welcome, and thanks for joining us here on The Higher Edge. Hey,
2: thanks for having me today, Brendan.
1: Galen, I wonder if you might share some details about your background.
2: My personal background shapes a lot of the work that I do at Tri-County Technical College. So I came from a small town in the low country of South Carolina called Monk's Corner uh, from a single-parent family. I knew that college was a way to a better life. I didn't really know a lot about college, but... I knew that college was a way for me to get out of the conditions that I was in and to have a better life. I didn't know really how to do college. I learned along the way from people at the university I attended, Clemson University, how to navigate college and how to be a college student. And that experience grounds me in the people and the communities that I serve today at Tri-County. Uh, External groups and new employees see it very quickly when they visit our institution. That we don't just say that we focus on students, that we live it. Uh, It's a point of pride for me because it's my personal experience. And from someone who came from a small town that you can become a college president. Uh, Circumstances do not define your potential and we try to live that out every day at Tri-County.
1: I love when you and I have talked about your background, but you you talk about how there wasn't a lot of people that knew how to do college.
2: I didn't know what college really was about. I had an idea that I wanted to go to medical school, didn't really know what that meant, Uh, didn't know what the steps were, didn't know what really the other opportunities were that would match with my career interests or my skills and college really helped me to refine that. And the overall experience helped me to refine what that looked like for me.
1: You know, it's not as common today as it used to be for people to build their career within a single organization. And I really love the fact that you've done that and and dedicated all of your efforts towards advancing students at Tri-County Tech.
2: Yeah, started my work as a faculty member at Tri-County, teaching general biology, human anatomy and physiology, nursing students and students that plan to transfer to four-year colleges and universities. Uh, From that role I moved to becoming a department chair, had a chance to create a number of programs, uh, also provided me with some exposure to the economic development side of the house that higher ed and particularly community colleges play in. Uh, From there I led I had an opportunity to lead the design and the implementation of a large-scale improvement plan for the college that was a part of our accreditation. This was something that was new, we didn't have a template to work off of, uh, we didn't have colleges to call up and ask how their experience was, so I used my background in science and systems thinking to pull that off and it was very, very successful for the institution so much so that it really started the institution's journey on becoming a learning college. Uh, I was then asked to apply for a job in institutional effectiveness and strategic planning by my prior president. I didn't even know what those words meant at the time, but I began to look at the work and identify what the competencies were, and I said, you know, this is something that is very, very interesting, and it really... Uh, reflects on what I think about my career and how I've uh, worked through my career, uh, that instead of looking for the next promotion to follow the work that excites you and that energizes you and that promotes your curiosity. So that's been really important to me. Uh, And as an example of that role that I took in planning and effectiveness, it was actually a demotion on paper, going from a department chair that was teaching almost 5,000 students uh, across uh, multiple campuses to a staff role. But uh, doing that provided me opportunities I never knew that I would have had, functioning as an assistant vice president, then a provost, and more recently a senior vice president. And I didn't know that those opportunities would have come about if I had not followed the work that energized me.
1: I love the way you describe that because, and honestly, a very similar thing happened in my career, and I think so many people would, would resonate with that story. I know I'd spent about five years working in information technology uh, before I came across my first data role uh, back at a time when there really was no such thing as a chief data officer, and I just really enjoyed that work and, and stuck with it and ended up sort of building my career in data. Now, how did you find that your background growing up also ended up shaping the way you approached your role and your responsibilities now as president?
2: So I can see kind of looking back that my background has certainly shaped every role that I've had at at the college and in the work that I've done outside of the institution. So as a first-generation college student from a lower-income, single-parent family family, I certainly have learned the importance of education and the opportunity that education affords. Those who grew up in those backgrounds don't ever forget that. Uh, So at Tri-County, we focus a lot of our efforts on under-resourced populations. We define that very broadly as anybody who lacks resources to be successful in college. Those resources might be financial, they might be educational, or they might be family related. When we think about those students that are under-resourced, I think about myself as an under-resourced student. Didn't have family members that served as role models to help me figure out how to navigate college. But you don't have to be poor or from an underserved background to be under-resourced. You might not not understand how to seek assistance and be under-resourced. And when we think about community college students, across the United States. Anybody that's interacted with community college students for any period of time knows that you often see students that don't seek assistance and you wonder why what the resources that are available that colleges provide. But their mindset is often if I don't try I won't fail. Or they overact uh, glitches in life. My tire blew out so I'll drop out. Or they just don't have the resources to handle the tyranny of the moment issues like Uh, The person that was taking care of my child can't do it today, so I'm just not going to come. So uh, creating programs that focus on helping students that are under-resourced to help them realize their potential is a lot of the work that Tri-County invests our time and resources in. One of those programs that I want to share with you a little bit about is called Uh, I-BEST. It's called Integrated Basic Education Skills and Training very straightforward. It's focused on adults that are looking to make a change in their life. They often come from service jobs. They've had those service industry jobs for maybe their entire lives and for various reasons they've made a life decision that they need to do something different. Often those individuals don't have diplomas, they don't have GEDs, uh, they couldn't even access college. So in partnership with our uh, adult education centers we created pathways for them. We designed a structured pathway from the GED all the way through the associate's degree and beyond. We start early with teaching them college language. We move from there to helping them to understand what it's like to go to college and be a college student in a really structured way. From that uh, we help them make a commitment and Create a transition experience for them so that they really feel what college is like. We have a specially designed course that is contextualized for them in either manufacturing or healthcare so that they're able to have that experience in 14 weeks or less in some cases. Uh, and it's something that they can take with them and immediately change careers and access that first job in an advanced manufacturing or healthcare career, or many of them continue on into associate degree programs. And I'm really happy to say that almost 80% of those students complete, which is really a gold standard. We know that working with high risk populations, if you can get 50% to complete, you're doing really well. So the work that our faculty and our staff have done And our community partners have made a huge difference in the lives of literally hundreds of students.
1: Hey, for everyone listening, hang tight. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be back in just one minute.
0: All colleges and universities face challenges in advancing the mission of higher education. Some problems impeding your progress are known, but others are invisible, hidden, impossible to address. Invoke Learning changes everything. Built on revolutionary technology that's light years beyond anything you've seen yet, our leading edge data platforms and deep analytic solutions give institutions of higher education some real life superpowers to support the entire student journey. Ask questions you never imagined could be answered. Get unprecedented insights that lead to mission impacting action What's holding you back today from taking your mission further tomorrow? Find out and discover just how far you can go. Contact Invoke Learning at www.invokelearning.com. Invoke Learning. This is education empowered.
1: Thanks so much for listening to our sponsor. Let's get back to the show. That's a fantastic program, and, and it's one of so many of them that have put into place at TCTC, uh, one I know which helps students move from their associate's programs into attending your alma mater over at Clemson.
2: Correct. One of the programs that we really are known for nationally is our uh, Bridge to Clemson program. That program is in its 18th or 19th year and has over 1,000 students enrolled It is a highly selective program that's in partnership with Clemson University. Uh, So these individuals have a desire to go to Clemson, uh, for many reasons weren't able to make it into the university, and are invited to attend this program. It's a living learning experience with full wraparound support services. Everything that a native Clemson student would get, plus everything that a Tri-County student gets, all wrapped into one. Those students are so successful that they graduate at the same rate as if they had started Clemson University as a freshman. And that really is unheard of when you think about what the national numbers show of bachelor's completion rates for transfer students from two-year colleges. It's around 40 percent. We're looking at the 84 percent range.
1: That's outstanding. There's a vast array of services provided to students that in some cases uh, students are completely unaware of. And we call them wraparound services. They're intended to help support other aspects of the student needs beyond just the academic ones. Uh, Just one example I know of, and this is just one of many programs they have, but in Indiana there is an Ivy Tech license plate that you can get for your car. And a small percentage of that annual fee goes into an emergency fund to help students at Ivy Tech.
2: Yes, uh, we have IBEST programs that do that, but so many more wraparound services that are offered. One thing that we realized working with under-resourced populations at the community colleges we don't have the resources to deliver all of the services so we've created a group of nonprofit organizations that meet very regularly Uh, Tri-County is the convener and we're able to quickly connect students to those resources that we may not be able to offer. Resources like for those that are housing insecure uh, resources for child care. Uh, we actually uh, took the opportunity to train many of our student affairs staff in intake for students for a program across the state of South Carolina called SC Thrive. This is kind of like a one-stop shop for those that are trying to get social services. Typically, they'd have to go to many different offices, and that's a problem, particularly for under-resourced populations. So we have educated and train many of our staff members in enrolling students into SC Thrive. And we're able in one session to sit down, do an enrollment counseling, connect them to social services, connect them to the resources that we have. We've got stories of students, for example, a veteran a few years ago who showed up to one of our community campuses with no housing, with no childcare, and just came to Tri-County because he thought that that would be a place that could help him and within 12 hours he had a place to live child care was enrolled in a certificate program that would help him to leverage his VA benefits and had a plan of what he needed to do both in the short term as well as over the semester
1: in so many cases organizations like colleges and universities can look at a student and you know if you think about them as a puzzle you know they're focusing on the pieces that are related to their academic life, as opposed to their work life, their family life, geopolitical life, uh, around the socioeconomic aspects of the, the challenges and opportunities that students have. So I really love that you're engaging these services to help support all of these other aspects. And, and I imagine those needs can vary quite a bit based on who the student is and where they're coming from.
2: Oh, yes. You see, depending on the populations that you're serving, various needs and again that's where we had to learn very quickly to rely on resources from the communities that we serve. We've got uh, even in uh, suburban and rural communities that we serve, we've got wonderful nonprofit organizations that have a heart for serving the same populations we're working to serve. So instead of duplicating resources, we leverage those resources to help our students be successful.
1: I wonder if you might share some of the success stories that come out of some of the programs at TCTC. I've
2: got one story that really strikes me and reminds me of why we uh, do this work, which is really hard every day. Uh, This student is in his late 20s, early 30s. He's a single father, single parent uh, father, African-American in a rural environment. Uh, He was coaching basketball in his community and working a minimum wage job and decided you know i'm coaching students high school students and talking to them about the importance of education and nobody knew his family didn't even know that he didn't have a high school diploma or ged he dropped out in his last year in high school due to some family issues uh, he decided that he was ready to take this next step in life and approached his local adult adulthood center And through some partnerships with our college, we were able to very quickly assist him in achieving that GED and then enrolling in a college certificate program that introduced him to advanced manufacturing. From there, he was able to lay out a number of job applications. He didn't know how to really assess those, so we taught him how to assess job applications and job offers uh, that would be great, that would be best for his uh, child and his life and uh, where he was at that time. So he ended up getting a, uh, able to choose between four different job offers that uh, started him out at over $20 an hour, completely changing his trajectory in life. From there, he's been able to grow into leadership roles in manufacturing and move to higher level positions at different manufacturing companies in the county in which he lives so we were able to connect a workforce need to an individual student need using a number of these partnerships
1: and i think that's a great example of taking that philosophy yes let's drive this down to the individual student level you know that's how we're going to help every student is by helping each student better
2: yes and it's part of our well it is our vision uh, we are a very passionate people, and we believe that education has the power to transform lives. And that's our role in building strong communities. And the last phrase of our vision is we do it one student at a time.
1: I think you've also been seeing some increases in your dual credit student population as well, or, or the high school students that are earning college
2: credit. Right, yes. So one of their barriers that we've learned was that, in our state, they, as in many states, they're charged out-of-state tuition. So we did some work with our Hispanic populations and identified that this was a significant barrier and I had the ability to use some um, tuition waiver funds such that we waive their out-of-state costs. We're then able to package some support services and Uh, Provide them with some structured success coach counseling. And we have found that our DACA students outperform all other subpopulations at Tri-County. We're able to help them move along to career paths that they never dreamed that they would have in South Carolina as well as across the nation we know that we have a workforce crisis. We've got more job openings than we have people that are looking to fill those jobs and we need to do anything and everything that we can do to provide under-resourced populations access to a great life through wonderful careers. That's one of the missions of community colleges across the nation. So a lot of the work that we've been doing is to match those under-resourced populations to career opportunities. Uh, One example that I'll share is is in the Hispanic population. We're seeing the Hispanic population grow considerably in our three-county service area. So I reached out to some influencers in the community and developed some trust uh, with them. Uh, Interestingly, the individual that I reached out to, this was in the middle of COVID, Uh, uh, had attended Tri-County many, many years before and didn't have the best experience. Uh, She shared that with me and a couple of my board members, and I talked to her about what had changed, and she tested me. She went and visited one of the community campuses uh, that next week, called me up and said, oh, everything that you said was true, and she was in for the long haul with me. Now I talk to her weekly. Uh, she is a strong advocate and has introduced me to the Hispanic community in ways that I would have never had access. Uh, I've been able to do after-church services, which led to family events communi- at the community campus, closely uh, located to where the large population of Hispanic students are in our community. That led to a 43% increase in Hispanic student enrollment, last summer compared to the prior, and another 13 percent increase in Hispanic student enrollment this past fall, all from investing in developing trust with our communities and identifying what they want Tri-County to do for them, and then meeting those needs.
1: The public and private partnerships, especially amongst community colleges, are so critical and so key. I did want to ask you, uh, Galen, because I know you're also involved with the Aspen Institute, which I, a lot of people might not necessarily have heard of or be aware of what the Aspen Institute does. Uh, can you share a little bit about what the Aspen Institute does and, and what you've been doing Yes, with them?
2: the Aspen Institute is the leadership group that focuses on community college excellence, or at least that's the segment of the Aspen Institute that I've had experience with. Uh, The Aspen Institute is really world-known for leadership and community development and the Community College Excellence Program that I participated in in my first year as a president is a cohorted experience. It it includes face-to-face seminars, you get mentoring from college presidents, and throughout that experience you get the opportunity to develop a strategic vision of what you want to do as a leader at your institution. And the end of that experience is a capstone project. And I was able to, as a first year president, use that experience to really crystallize my uh, vision of what Tri-County could be. Uh, One of the things that I was able to do is learn how to leverage data and of course in my background as being a scientist I love data and numbers but a president taught me years ago that data tells but stories sell and I learned how to incorporate stories and visuals so one of the things I did was ride around the campuses of Tri-County we have a number of community campuses as well as our main campus and I wanted to know what do our communities look like around our campuses so I drove around and took little video snippets and also collected some student stories of students that we had served to illustrate how our communities need us differently. And using those snippets of videos and student stories, we were able to reshape our strategic plan and our vision for the institution of what it meant for Tri-County to be a college that built strong communities and to be an engine for economic mobility.
1: Galen, now we call the show The Higher Edge because our listeners can gain quite a bit from hearing from people like you in higher education that that have these perspectives and stories, as you just mentioned, that have really helped your career, uh, helped crystallize your vision or really see things in different ways. Is there a story that you might share with our listeners to help give them a bit of that higher edge?
2: One story that strikes me and I continue to think about is my first year teaching. I came from a very large university, Clemson University, and I thought I knew that teaching was all about content and engaging the mind, uh, that I'm the expert and my goal is to help everyone else who is in one of the anatomy classes or in one of the uh, biology classes to learn the content and excel. I had a very interesting experience in my first year in teaching that made me think very differently about how to teach and what community college students really need from instruction. Uh, The students that I taught uh, are students that were probably in their 30s and 40s. They were returning to school. Uh, They had been out of school for a very long time. Uh, Most of them were uh, women that were moving into allied health fields or nursing. And I learned very quickly from them that if I didn't get to know them personally, that I was never going to be successful at helping them learn the content. I really needed to understand who they were, what their experiences were, what their barriers were, and honestly understanding what their fears were about learning biology for the first time in their lives as a 40-something with children at home. And uh, that helped me talking with them and learning from them to design experiences that helped them. For example, that first year, I kind of dumped what I thought I was going to do and started to gamify education. I, uh, we created uh, Jeopardy! Episodes where they had to design out the questions, which made them learn the biology uh, content very differently. Uh, They learned and they were very successful. I also required them to write, and by getting to know students, I learned that one of them had a really tough time documenting and writing things and developing trust with her. She came and visited me during an office hour time and shared with me. You know, I just can't do this writing thing. I think I might have to drop out. And what I had to help her learn is, you might not be able to write now, but you can write. You haven't learned to write yet. And helping her to shift that mindset taught me so much about what our community college students really need. And that has really shaped what I do in my work today. As a president, I still see myself as an educator, an educator of, people in the community about what the college does, an educator for our legislators to help them to understand how we can partner better to meet our local community's needs, and an educator for our administration about how we shape the college and create the conditions for our students and our communities to be successful.
1: Such a great reminder that learning really is a two-way street. It's not always the, you know, so we sometimes hear it, the sage on the stage as the phrase is sometimes said. Hey, Galen, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, for our listeners, we've been talking with Galen DeHay, president of Tri-County Technical College in South Carolina. Uh, Galen, if listeners would like to reach out to you with questions about today's episode or, or to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to contact? I'd uh,
2: love you? any kind of contact uh, that you feel comfortable with, uh, email, My email is gdehay at tctc.edu. You can follow me on Twitter at tctcprez, P-R-E-Z. And I also have a LinkedIn page uh, that is very active. Uh, We also have an opportunity to engage with some work that I'm doing with other leaders in the community college realm through a podcast. Uh, The podcast name is uh, The Leading Edge. And we encourage you to subscribe to that and listen a little more.
1: And of course, they can always go to www.tctc.edu to learn more about the college as well. Hey, Galen, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on and being a guest with us here on The Higher Edge. And for everyone listening, I'm Brendan Aldrich, and we'll talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to The Higher Edge. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, Leave us a review if you loved the show, and be sure to connect with Brendan on LinkedIn. Know someone who's making big changes at their higher ed institution that belongs on this podcast? Drop us a line at podcasts at thehigheredge.com. The Higher Edge is sponsored by Invoke Learning in partnership with Westport Studios. Views and opinions expressed by individuals during the podcast are their own. See how Invoke Learning is empowering higher education at invokelearning.com.